Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> Stuff. And I thought it was kind of brilliant. At the end of the day, if the teacher was doing that, they could still close the door and do it now, couldn't they? Exactly. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. Critical race theory. This is Adam Gillette with another investigation from Accuracy in Media. Critical race theory is incredibly divisive and incredibly unpopular. It started out in higher education, but now parents across the country are fearful that the racist, Marxist tenets of critical race theory have found their way into K-12 schools. In response, politicians in seven states have banned critical race theory from being taught to children. A dozen other states are considering doing the same, but as we discovered in our investigation in Idaho, simply banning critical race theory isn't enough to stop the unaccountable bureaucrats of public education. So what? So this dumb new law doesn't mess with you guys? Not yet. No. It's emotional learning. We can't say that here anymore. It's mental health. Oh, sorry. So. Yes. Oh my God. No, we did have a big. We already came for it. We already had a big blow up with that. So we still do. We just call it mental health. So it's just you know our mental health curriculum. Okay. Who's against mental health curriculum? Not me. Okay. Nope. If you are, then that really <laughs> Then you need mental health for Yes, you do. Yeah. So we're trying we're trying to make that transition um, to you know It's no, probably a bad word to mention you too. It's all mental health. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. It's just all the different words you have to use. And of course we don't do C <laughs> We don't. So yeah. Yeah. We're just learning how to worm around all of those weird things that are out there. Social and emotional learning is often a Trojan horse to push critical race theory into classrooms. But many parents now have caught on to that fact. As a result, some teachers have had to adapt. I just went to a superintendent's meeting last week and the district was intentional to switch out uh, social emotional learning to uh, behavior adaptations. Like they just hmm. changed the name? Changed the label, huh. same stuff. And I thought, it's kind of a bummer they have to do that, but yes. on the same hand, it's kind of brilliant. Heck yeah. Because they don't care about this, even though it's the same as this, but it's the label. Hmm. So I thought it was brilliant on their part. It is brilliant. So. Why can't we just do that with stuff like critical race theory? I agree. Right. Other times, the principles of critical race theory are taught under the guise of equity. In fact, many districts now have statements about equity and full-time equity officers. All right, it's Friday. Welcome back. Critical race theory doesn't seem like we're ever going to get rid of it. You're going to have these teachers that still want to continue to teach this ideology to children, to indoctrinate them. They're not going to go away so easily, even if we are passing laws preventing them from teaching it. That uh, video clip or audio clip that you just heard there was from AIM uh, Productions, which is uh, Accuracy in Media. 
It's a much longer video than that. There's uh, multiple of them put out. That one I played for you, the beginning portion of it anyways, is from Idaho. They did one on Tennessee as well. I think you can find both of those on YouTube. Um, while during the filming of that, they were speaking with Mark Jones of the Boise School District and the AIM president, Adam Gallette asked whether educators could teach tenants associated with CRT, but under the guise of equity or something else, to which Jones affirmed and further explained that part of the district strategy plan deals with equity. He also said, and I bet the idiot MAGA crowd just ignores it because it doesn't have the critical race theory name on it, right? And Jones, you know, playing along said, I hope so, I hope so. Uh, uh, AIM seems to me like they're doing the same type of work that Project Veritas does where they send people in. He may do it himself. Uh, He may just be starting out. It's the first time I've heard of his organization. But they get uh, involved and in there with these people, um, catch them lying or, or catch them lying or catch them doing what they're not supposed to be doing and then exposes it. CRT is a dangerous ideology. You know it. I know it. We've all been through it. Uh, And it is just another fight and just another item on the list of things that you're going to have to pay attention to if you have children that are still in public schools. Mainly this problem is in government-run schools. So any public education school system in any state uh, is going to have these types of problems. If... You can get your kid into a private school, then you may not be facing the same challenges, but I would still check into your private schools because there's no guarantee that they're not doing it either. You got to just do your best to watch out for your children. Bigger than the whole issue on critical race theory is it's these teachers. You know, I uh, <laughs> growing up, I was like a huge advocate for I would always say to people, you know, look at basketball players or football players or MLB players, hockey players, whatever, actors, actresses, and I say, look at how much money they make. I mean, what do they really do? They're not enhancing your life in any way. They're not educating you. They're not going to help you further along yourself in your career. They're not helping you read or write. They're not helping you do math. And they make millions upon millions of dollars. And I always felt like, well, teachers, they deserve a bigger piece of the pie because they are educating society. They are playing a role that I thought at the time was admirable because most of them did it because they wanted to. Most teachers that did it is because they had a love for it or they loved the kids and they wanted to see it brought a warmth to their heart. It was a mission that they were on. They wanted these kids to be educated. That was important for them. They had particular subjects they liked the best. They wanted to share their knowledge with the children and make sure that we all grew up uh, to be higher learned, let's say. Uh, But now I have a totally different opinion of teachers. (laughs) And being in the state of Florida... I haven't seen a whole lot of critical race theory. I did have one experience with my son when he was doing online schooling. Uh, We are Christian. uh, And in the course, they were teaching um, um, the Sharia law, 
there a really in-depth teaching about uh, Muslim law, Sharia law, Muslim ways and everything. And I had said to the teacher, um, you don't, you haven't done anything on Christianity at all. It's the largest religion in the world. You haven't done anything on that at all. Now, if you're teaching a, you know, a, a slew of religions and, uh, touching on the subjects, not going super in-depth, but giving kids a basic understanding of them. I get it. I understand why you're trying to do that. But the fact that they were going in so hard on Sharia law, it was almost like they were teaching them how to practice the religion. And uh, again, I reached out to the teacher and I said, you know, why aren't you, you don't teach Christianity. Why does he got to go in so in-depth and all this? Because I'm going over all of his his uh, course. And the teacher said, well, we touched on Jesus Christ. You know, I told everybody Jesus Christ is the uh, uh, supposed son of God. And I said, that was it? And the response was, yeah, that was it. And I'm like, okay, but this is like three chapters about Muslim religion. So, uh, UK, you say that Jesus Christ was the son of God. And then I got three chapters of in-depth laws and rules and ways and how to pray and where they pray and what direction they face when they pray and really going in depth into their religion. I'm like, how is that, uh, how's that even or fair? And the teacher's like, well, this is the course that's presented to him. And I said, okay, well, he's going to skip this chapter he's not doing it. Simple as that. You know, I, I'll, I'll, he can bite the bullet on it. I'll take time and teach him whatever I feel like he needs to learn. Uh, more or less got in an argument with the guy one way or the other. I yanked him out of that program. And that was only about a year or so after I yanked him out of the school system altogether because I figured out earlier that the school system was flawed and already had a bitter taste on my mouth with the teachers in, um, Palm Beach County. And, uh, we've been homeschooling ever since. So now he learns what we think is most important. Uh, you know, American history, reading, writing, arithmetic, science. Um, we definitely do Bible study. And to us, these are the important things, finance that, uh, you're going to need in your life. And you're going to need to have a very good understanding of to be successful. You know, I don't need to know that in depth about Muslim religion, unless that's what I'm going to practice. And, uh, that's not what I practice. That's not what we practice as a family. So, I don't need to know that much about it. I know more about it than he does because I understand it for what I am doing, but he doesn't need to know. And he really has no interest in it. It's a subject that doesn't interest him because you know, that's just the way he feels. Um, but these teachers, they don't teach for the love of it anymore. If you're a teacher, please understand I'm using a very broad term here, but I'm, targeting a very particular type of individual. So if you are not in the category of indoctrination and you are a solid teacher that, as I explained a minute ago, you love your children and you have, you love the knowledge, you love the subject, and you're just trying to pass that along to better educate these kids, then this is not directed at you. So don't get offended. Everybody gets offended by everything these days. But these teachers should not be teaching. These teachers are there for a paycheck. They do not care about higher education. You know, you have a lot of uh, states that have these pass-along laws where if I don't get to it this year, eh, pass it on to the next teacher. If they don't get to it, they don't get to it. By the time you get to 12th grade, you got uh, a lot of seniors that are graduating with 8th grade reading levels and 6th grade math levels. and I mean, that is completely unacceptable. 
But that's how they are because they don't really care about your children. But they sure as hell are hell-bent on wanting to teach CRT because I guess either A, they believe in it 100% or B, they feel like it's a cause. Like, you know, people feel like they need a cause in their life. Oh, I, I got to have a cause. I got to have a meaning. I got to have a purpose. Well, this is my purpose to indoctrinate your children, to let them know that my God, you're racist. You just need to see that you need to admit that you're racist and you little black boy, you need to understand that you'll never be anything in life, that you're at a disadvantage and you need to understand that. I I don't understand that. (laughs) It's just so dumb. But that's the way they are. So my problem is the teachers. Because if you had teachers that really cared, they wouldn't go out of their way to teach this crap. They would teach what they are passionate about, what they know, and they wouldn't try to indoctrinate your children. Okay. TSA. The TSA is going to bow the knee to the radical left. They're going to, uh, or they announced plans for gender-neutral screening to advance civil rights. Right. The TSA announced that it is moving forward beyond the gender-based AIT system at the airport checkpoints. Uh, using what it describes as a more accurate technology, which it claims will advance civil rights. As a result of this new process, TSA will essentially begin reducing the number of pat-down screenings to accommodate those who refuse to identify as one of two (laughs) only valid biological sexes. Specifically, Standard operating procedure for trans- transportation security officers will permit less invasive screening procedures for certain passengers who trigger the ATI scanner in a sensitive area. Gee, what area do you think that is? I'm a, uh, no, I'm a girl, sir. Uh, well, you know, our screen seemed to either A, B, or smuggling an Oscar Mayer wiener pack down your pants, or you're a man. (laughs) We're going to make it more equitable. You know, if that's a lifestyle you choose, I guess if you just got to get embarrassed, you got to get embarrassed. Now, look, I don't agree with TSA anyways, and I've said that multiple times. Hell, when I grew up, There was no TSA. It wasn't until after 9-11 that they brought that crap in and they were only supposed to do it temporarily until they got everything under control, worried about terrorism. And guess what? Temporarily turned into over 20 years. I think originally, and and this has been a while, okay? It's been uh, a couple decades, but I want to say originally that it was supposed to be 60 days. You know, kind of like two weeks to stop the spread. Yeah, one of those numbers. It was supposed to be 60 days they were going to do this, and it's 20 years later. Just like two weeks to stop the spread, and it's two years later. (laughs) You you, got to love these people. They're just so full of crap. That's why you can't give them an inch. That's why we fight all this stuff. You never give them an inch. You never bow down to the left. If you're getting attacked and you're being canceled, you never apologize. You can't give these people an inch because they're going to take it all. Well, TSA now is going to make sure that they go out of their way because they want to make sure that everybody feels, you know, safe and secure when you're being patted down. They don't want anybody to be, I don't you know, disgruntled oh I he put me through the boy line 
I, don't you see I got my wig on today? Don't I look like a, a girl? No, actually, you don't. Most transgender men that turn into women, you don't. It's pretty obvious what you are, okay? You look like a guy in a wig. Worse than that, you look like an Antifa member in a wig because most, most of you people do all the purple hair and green hair and you just look like a hot mess. So, no, no, you don't look like a woman, not at all. Not even after a whole bottle of liquor in a dark uh, club would you look like a woman. I think most people would be like, ooh. You know, I think of the wedding singer. <laughs> Anybody like the wedding singer? I know this is like way off subject here, but I mean, it isn't. It's not. In a wedding singer... I love that movie. Love Adam Sandler. In the beginning, they got George singing, Give Me Time. And uh, I guess in the, in the opening part, the drunken brother that's making a fool of himself, yeah, he's standing over there in the corner, and he got first they cut to one scene, and two guys are like, oh, God. Right? And the drunken brother is like, ooh, I like her. <laughs> yeah, not even that moment's happening to the majority of the transgenders. I don't know, maybe some of you can get away with it that you might look feminine, but for the most part, you guys all look like men. Oh, I'll probably get canceled for that. That'll be good, man. I'll earn some stripes. Anyways, okay, Biden. Biden is just trying to screw things up as, uh, the best he can. You know what? If he's going to be the best at something, you might as well be the best screw-up out of all presidents in history because it's it just at least you could you know, leave your term saying, I did something good. What'd you do? I screwed it up better than any president in history. I was the worst of the worst, which makes me the best. Yes. Biden on Thursday afternoon said that he would release 1 million barrels a day from the country's strategic petroleum reserve to to hold back and slow rising gas costs in the United States while putting much of the blame on soaring energy costs on Putin, calling it the Putin price hike. They are so full of crap. Uh, And oil companies whom he says are putting profit ahead of oil production. My God. They are trying to spin this so badly. I just hope that everybody sees it. You know, please go around, tell your liberal friends, tell everybody, like, hello, gas prices were going up way in advance of the only, what are we, about uh, five weeks in, six weeks into this war? Okay, gas prices were climbing steadily since he got in the White House, way before the war was ever even a thought. So please don't buy into this Putin crap. Not to mention, are we really, think about the times we're in right now. Our strategic petroleum reserve, are we really wanting to give up that petroleum right now since Joe Biden has us on the brink of a World War III because the reserves are actually meant for the military. So if we end up going to war and we're only producing our own oil because everything's a disaster around the globe, we have that so that we can function militarily as a country and protect ourselves or help other countries that need protecting and and we're involved in the war. Should we be giving that away? You know, Trump was the first president, I don't even know how many years, the, the reserve was empty for decades. He was the first one that when Trump had the oil prices to the point where there was a 24 hour period where they were paying him $36 a barrel to take the oil because there was just too much of it. You hear what I'm saying to you? They were working in the negative. Hey, I'll give you 36 bucks if you just take this crap because we just can't get rid of it and there's too much of it here. 
He bought 75 million barrels at that moment to completely fill our reserve so we are ready to rock in case of a World War III. And now this bumbling idiot is doing the reverse and he's going to empty it back out because of something that he directly caused. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's just amazing how stupid it all gets. It's just simply amazing. But like I said, if you're going to be the best at something and you want to be number one, if you're going to be the number one idiot, you got to go for the gold. And that looks like what he is trying to do. He is going for the gold. If I'm going to be the best, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be the best idiot, I'm going all the way. I'm going to give away the oil. I'm going to cause World War III. I'm going to lie about coronavirus. I'm going to spin us into oblivion. I'm going to be the best of the worst. Good job, Joe. Joe, go back to your basement, Joe. No, nobody wants to see you, Joe. Please, do us all a favor. Go back there, turn on your cartoons, eat your ice cream, and stay there for the next two and a half years till we get to 2024. Please, Joe. Because you're an idiot. <sighs> all right. Hey, fun fat fact for Friday. <laughs> We're going to jump right into it. Listen, don't get fat. Being fat kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, I mean... It sucks because once you get there, it's hard to lose weight, you know. Uh, I don't know if they've changed the way food is nowadays, but it just seems like diets don't work the way they used to, or I'm just getting old, so my body just doesn't respond to it the way it used to. Because back in the day, I could get on a diet, and I'd peel off the first week somewhere between 12 and 20 pounds, and then 5 pounds every week thereafter until I was at my ideal weight, whatever I was competing at at the time or whatnot. Doesn't work that way anymore. And I can tell you, as summer is creeping in on us, and the heat is kicking in, you know, if you got leather seats in your car, I don't have leather seats at home. I got cloth seats in my vehicles at home, but my work truck's got leather seats. Man, you sweat. And then what's bad about sweating is when you're fat, your pants always want to go down. I don't know what it is. They don't design pants good enough. I don't care if you're wearing a, wearing a belt or not. Your pants just want to go down. So you keep pulling them up. And your crack's hanging out. And, you know, you got everybody making fun of you. And then you got, you got these certain people that call themselves your friend. I always refer to my assistant supervisor because I really love the guy. Man, what a fantastic human being he is. He is just wrong in so many ways. Here's a guy, I'm getting out of the truck. Next thing I know, I get a text message. He's sitting right next to me. We're in the office, he's sitting next to me. Hear the phone go off. I go get the phone. I look at the phone. Oh, text message. And it's from him. So I look at him and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? We're sitting right across from each other. And he's just, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, oh, this is going to be stupid. Okay, so I open it up. It's a picture of me getting out, trying to fix my pants, but since I'm all sweaty and my underwear and everything is sticking to me, I'm trying to uh, make myself look decent and not look like a big sloppy fat turd. And uh, I got a wonderful picture of my crack. And I'm like, bro, what in the hell is wrong with you, man? I'm over here pulling my pants up. And everything from getting out of the truck, trying to straighten myself out. And believe me, I'm I'm very, very much into the way I look. And I don't mean into like, I got to be pretty or whatnot. 
I'm very cautious. I don't wear shirts where you would see the bottom of my stomach because I got that's where I carry my weights in my belly. You know, my arms and legs are more muscular. My shoulders are more muscular than they are fat. You know, I don't have uh, uh, man boobs in that way. Probably just because I've trained my whole life. But yeah, you know, I'm chubby around the handles and the belly there. Okay. So I'm trying to fix the pants, and this guy's taking pictures of my crack. So, so here's your fun fact: fat for fr- don't get fat, cause we, cause I don't, I don't see skinny people having these problems. So, don't get fat, and then if you're fat, don't get leather, because leather's not good for fat people. That's just a sweating machine right there, cause your fat self's there, and it ain't getting aired out while you're sitting in that leather seat. So if you're sitting there for extended period of time, cause you're driving to pick up something or do whatever. It's not going to be good. And if you're fat, you know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) There is your fun fat fact for Friday. Try to say that five times fast. All right. I hope you like what you're listening to. If you do, please rate and review me. Uh, If you'd like to follow me, I'll forget it. It's Friday. You know the rest of it. We'll do it again Monday.